Hi, I'm Chrissy. And I'm Carrie. And we are Status Macabre. So glad that we are finally here. It's been a long week, and I just want to apologize to folks who may have been wanting to hear our next episode and before Wednesday. Before Wednesday, yeah. So I, I sent out a message to folks saying I was sorry. I had a, I had a family emergency, being my daughter. Her family emergency is nobody's business. Yeah, well, it is kind of funny because we did think my daughter had a appendicitis okay well if we're talking about it let me tell the story yeah because we were recording we were sat down we tested and she gets a phone call from her ex-husband and the only thing i hear is a kid screaming in the background (laughs) (laughs) and chrissy trying to say well i'll be there when i'm done i'm like go go Well, the thing is, so my daughter, bless her heart, she's been having stomach issues for a little bit. And and so, you know, I had appendicitis, which is a whole other story we'll have to tell you about at some point. Um, I almost spit my beer out. Yeah, because (laughs) Carrie's a witch. Anyway, long story short, I had appendicitis. So, um. Anyway, so I thought, oh God, my daughter's having a having an appendicitis too. And so I'm freaking out. I, you know, get to the hospital and we wait three hours in the waiting room because um I'm sorry, the hospital here <laughs> kind of pisses me Don't off. Don't say names. I'm not there's well, several. And mm, so the one we went to made us wait three hours. We get back to the room where they said, um, yeah, only one parent because, you know, we've all been vaccinated. Doctors have been vaccinated, but we can only allow one back because of COVID. That's a whole other story. Don't get me started. But anyway, get back there. They test her. They, you know, do an x-ray and they're like, oh, yeah, Um, by the way, so it's not appendicitis. Your daughter's just full of shit. She had to poop. She <laughs> is completely backed up. And I'm... <laughs> I got nothing. I, you know, here, take a laxative and uh, go home. So, um, at Did one they o'clock, give you a pres- prescription shit, no. strength laxative, like, hey, go get some magnesium and drink this. No, straight magnesium. <laughs> no, they totally said get some Metamucil and uh, be mm. on your way. Chop, chop. Wow. But please pay the $150 copay for being in the hospital. And thanks for waiting for five and a half hours. Yeah. So if you put a dollar amount, this is what I equate everything oh. to dollars. So if you put a dollar amount on, and I'm just, let's just say Chrissy's time is worth $20 an hour. And That's I'm assuming, it. I'm just, this is just for, <laughs> right? And your husband and your ex-husband, whoever else was there, like, yeah. to me, quality of life, man. That was awful. <laughs> no, I sent my ex-husband home. I was like, just, just go home. I'll let you know when we're done. So I'm texting him. I'm like, we're still here. And then I said, you know. Johnny on the spot, the minute we get in the room, the lady comes in. She's like, yeah, so um, we got all your information. It's $150 copay. Would you like to pay anything? And I should have said, uh, no, my ex-husband will take care of that. But at being the <laughs> nice person I am, I was like, no, I'll go ahead and pay it. And I told him, I go, you lucked out. 
because I just had to pay the copay. He was like, you know, make you wait forever. But, you know, Johnny on the spot when you ask for money. So anyway, long story short, I'm glad I'm done. And my daughter has pooped. So congratulations to her. And we are all better for having heard that. Right. So, and so let's talk about this week's episode. I mean, I don't know. Are you sure you want to get into, into all that? <laughs> oh my God. And just oh. so you guys know, um, it's been a crazy week, week for me and I know it's been crazy for everyone else. And so I'm, I'm we're having a beer for you. Cheers. Cheers to us. Cheers, cheers. And to um, all those who may be constipated or having a bad week. And that took a turn. <laughs> So, so yeah, um, it's my week and I want you guys to know that this is a podcast where I'm going to try very hard to enunciate and pronounce these names very clearly. (laughs) So I'm sure, I'm sure my Charles, my son, Charles, I'm going to, I'm going to get an earful of, um, you did that wrong and this is how you're supposed to say it. So. Oh my gosh. So we're going to be talking about Dr. Satan, Marcel, Andre, Henry, Felix, Pichois. Why does he have so many names? I got nothing. One, two, three, five. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And and I I have no clue why he has so many names. Do they, maybe it was like Marcel, Andre, and then Henry was his middle name and Felix. I got, no, I, yeah, I don't know. It's a lot. So this was um, a crime that really, well, this was a murderer, right? Really shook France. Um, he was a very infamous French criminal, considered not the, but one of the first serial killers in France. Huh? So um, that's interesting. He was a French doctor who promised Jews safe passage from Nazis only to rob them of their belongings, their cash, and then subsequently murder them. I have never heard of this guy. No. It's no, so and I have mir- I have serial killer books throughout the house, and maybe I just skipped over him, but... He's been somebody who I have... I don't know. I, I don't want to say I've not thought about, but he's somebody that I've always thought was very interesting. And, and you know, when you think about <clears throat> the, the dread, the instinctive dread that one has when we think or speak of murder, which makes it hard, if not impossible, to say one murderer is better or worse than another. Oh, yeah, to me, yeah. he is, you know, in my opinion, he's positively unparalleled um, his, you know, in his murders, specifically because of the circumstances and the motivation behind his acts. Mm-hmm. So he promised, we're, we're talking about Jews <laughs> during World War One and World War Two, safe passage. So right. already, people who are down on their luck—well, I say down on their luck—but are being targeted, targeted by yeah. freaking psycho people in the first place. Oh yeah, it's just so. It's just that's awful, man. So Marcel would promise asylum and freedom to those leaving Nazi-occupied France, and then you know, again, you guys, he would strip them of their possession their uh money um and then he you know he'd kill him and you know like i'm glad you said what you said because believe it or not and regardless of his infamy in france many people have never heard of him or his story so let's get into it let's go so from now on he is marcel thank goodness (laughs) but every time you sell marcel marcel 
say Marcel, I'm thinking of the monkey from uh, Friends, Ross's monkey. I did not watch Friends. Oh my God. And we can no longer be friends. I, I mean, I, I feel like I don't know you. I never watched Who the Friends. Hell are you? That was the, I, I don't know. I just, uh, who the hell wait, is how, how, All right, wait, hang on. How old were we when Friends came out? How old were we? We were like sophomore, junior. Okay. I don't, I don't, my I don't mom would not let me watch that. Oh, yeah. That's, you know. Yeah. So there's a lot of things I couldn't watch because yeah, I um, forgot. My mom wouldn't let us watch. Now, <clears throat> the fact that you have not gone back to watch it is another thing that we'll talk about later. And I well, just it's funny because it pops up on um, maybe HBO or HBO one of Max. them. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. Oh my God. I love Friends. I've seen it like 9,000 times. It's kind of like Seinfeld. Anything See, from the 90s, I'm watching like 80,000 times. I'm watching Gilligan's Island, Golden Girls, oh, yeah, same Knight Rider. Knight Rider. I fucking love some Knight Rider. Right? <laughs> David Hasselhoff. How did we digress that quickly? All right, let's Magnum PI. Right. So, okay, quick story about chills. Tom Selleck. Quick story about Ooh. Tom Selleck. I am not a mustache girl. I, to me, they look like you Come know, on, don't, you'd ride that. But uh, <laughs> mustache Tom Selleck all the way. Wow. And so my mom, we were watching watching Magnum PI once, and I can't remember how old I was, but I was probably in my preteens, right? Yeah. Over 10, but under 13. And I think my mom and dad had been arguing because Tom Selleck came on the screen and my mom's like, I'd leave your father for that man. <laughs> That's fantastic. Because I don't know what woman would. I agree. Because um, hello, short shorts and long tan. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, anyway, okay, Marcel. Let's move on. So, so he was born in Auxour again, Forgive my pronunciation. Um, and Exor was a commercial and industrial center with industries including food production, woodworking, and batteries. And it was noted for its production of Burgundy wine, um, including the world famous Chablis. Chablis. Yeah. And in 1995, Exor was named the town of art and history. Oh, cool. So he was born in Janu- on January 17th. 1897 there's not a ton of information about his childhood but i did a lot of research um to to find what i could bring to you guys so neighbors would later recall stories about his bizarre childhood like i said it's unclear though uh most of these stories, you know, if they were true or if they were fabricated, because some people do believe that as he started to get in trouble, mm-hmm. he realized that he could fabricate a story or maybe blame a mental illness. And so, uh-huh. and so you'll kind of see that unfold as we talk, <clears throat> talk about, talk about him. One story um, was surrounding uh, the torture of small animals. He would torture small animals to death. There was one story that he took the house cat and put it into a pot of boiling water. Oh my God. Almost killing it. Well, that's, you know, number one sign, red flag. Well, this was, you know, this was in the 1800s, early 1900s, because he wasn't three years old when he did it clearly, but it was in 1906, 1907. Um, But I, they, so. It's so interesting to see when we're doing this from mid 1800s to now of, of the all the characteristics yeah. are the same and what we know. Yeah. Um. So his ele- elementary school teachers said he was unusually intelligent, with reports that in the kindergarten he was reading at a fifth grade level. Holy snap! 
Yeah. So if you guys think about what you were, maybe not what you were doing, but what your kid was doing. Make sure someone reading at the fifth grade level. And and what you, that's significant, right? That so, is crazy. So he was, you know, everything that I read, I'm in my mind and what mm-hmm. I believe in, unusually intelligent. Sure. So super smart kid. But there were stories that indicated that he was very lewd. Um, he once propositioned a male classmate for sex. And he was caught passing obscene photos to other students. In the night, we in the 1900s. Mm-hmm. Like how? I, I, when was the camera made? It's not like they had a Polaroid. Yeah, cameras were cameras were out before the 1900s. Well, I know, but it's like the whole you know get under the cloth and who, push who, the. Who you know knows? what I mean? Maybe he drew them. But I don't oh, okay. know. Maybe they, he they drew do. them. Maybe there was a, I don't know, if magazine was in production. When you say photos to me, and, and maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. Could be. Maybe I, it was some I have no clue what it was. Girly show magazine. Could be, yeah. Okay. Could, and at that time, hell, a freaking sexy poem was probably considered a <laughs> <laughs> Any true and naked stick picture. <laughs> um, and his parents were very concerned about, you know, they were very concerned how he was acting. He was prone to convulsions, sleepwalking. He would wet the bed and he would also urinate in his pants. And he, and apparently he did that frequently. Oh. Um, but he did have, from what I can tell, a pretty tough childhood because at a very young age, his mother became severely mentally ill and was institutionalized. Oh God. Well, did he have any, and you may say this, does he have, did he have any brothers he or sisters? He had one younger brother. So okay. there's Marcel. Okay. And Maurice. 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 So at age 11, he stole his father's revolver, revolver, and he took it to class and he fired it in his history class. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) And then when he was 12 years old, his mother did die. And this is something that they said really impacted him negatively. Of course, it would, especially if you were being beaten every day by by a parent and it didn't look like that he was abused as a child Mm -hmm. but his mother did die and this negatively impacted his mental already unstable mental state and shortly after that his father whose name was felix decided to move and get a new job and he left both of his sons maurice and marcel in the care of his maternal grandma so that would have been his wife's mother so and I, i'll say it again every you know we go through this and you see like that one of the parent dies mm-hmm. you don't know what kind of impact that has on a kid and it's could be completely negative well at this time and this time nobody cared well not that it doesn't negatively impact but you know what i'm saying right. it, it, you don't know those feelings and whatnot it internalizes you know what they internalize and then lash and, out project and i could know. never find what she died of so yeah. i i don't uh, know i know she was institutionalized maybe she and i know herself. she died and then i know felix the dad was like i'm out Deuces. yeah maybe she killed herself could have been i, I couldn't sad. find anything definitive on what happened yeah. to her so one of his uncles, an uncle on his mother's side, who was a professor of mathematics, was convinced that Marcel was of superior intelligence. But he also recognized that he had tendencies towards cruelty and perversion. So this is this is before he was 18. So um, adolescent, young adult. <clears throat> she People are already starting anything about like perverted ways, but he does clearly. Right. Like I, I, you 
I got nothing. Like I don't. I don't know how we. I wonder what I'm trying to think when I was eleven. What I was thinking of nothing like that. I mean, I had Barbies and they played dirty. Trust me, we had I a did, sex room. I had. I was not eleven. I was like in the eighth grade. I had a sex room. Yeah, they Barbies did the dance party tab amount. Good night, you guys. Thank you for joining us. Bye-bye. My friend <laughs> down the street, we, oh had these, we had these little rooms set up, and Barbie and Ken would go off and, you know, do their thing in the room. Never, never like did that. Room. Man, I think that was too sheltered. I mean, I truly, Clearly. all of my crazy shit happened when I was of legal age. Let me just, let me just tell you, close to legal. <laughs> close to legal, let me say. Not, didn't have any of that shit happen. <laughs> so, anyway, Chrissy's going to, you know, turn Fifty Shades of Red over there. I never <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Thank you, madam. <laughs> so another time. <laughs> so there, and and again, we're just what we're doing right now is kind of going over his childhood at a very high level because okay. it was back before there, there's um, cell phones and the ability Barbies to take, with sex rooms. Yeah, and Barbies with sex rooms and the ability to take a camera and post it to an internet. We're really reliant on word of mouth and what's documented. So again, take this with a grain of salt. But everything that I am telling you guys, I, I documented this because I thought that it was factual. So there was another time that he staged a quote unquote circus act at school and he stood a friend against the door frame or against a door, closed door, and he threw knives at him like they do in the circus. Holy shit. Yeah. What so this kid post for <laughs> So this kid clearly, Marcel clearly had issues. And as he goes into, you know, his teenage years and even older, he continues to get into trouble. Of course, we talked about the cat that was put in a pot of boiling water almost killing it. Um, and this was the incident that convinced his father that he truly was mentally disturbed. Well, I'm glad they caught on at that. <clears throat> and here's what I think is interesting. I kind of chuckled because this is some shit that I would do. I, I totally related to this, not saying that I did it. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear it. So he developed a very interesting hobby. So in his free time, he would walk the city streets and he would steal letters from mailboxes. He would take them back home and he'd read them, right? Like, you're, I mean, like totally, I would do that. Right? That's what I'm saying. Like, I plundered, I plundered, and I did do that. I plundered in some mailboxes. And so we can only really um, kind of surmise or guess here, but based on what I read, I'm inserting this because I feel like this is what happened. He was likely masturbating to some of these letters um, that especially were from secret lovers, especially from lovers that were either married or sending letters to right. people who were cheating on their spouses. Oh, well, that's right. Because you don't have like... <laughs> Right. And that's Snapchat. how they did it. Right? You can't, you can't send somebody automatically delete smoke it. signals. Yeah. So, and then when he finished with these letters, he would send them to the cheated spouse. Oh, no way. Yes, and it is recorded that he succeeded. That's fantastic. <laughs> right. See why I love this? And it is recorded that he succeeded in destroying or at least breaking up several happy marriages. And I don't know that they were happy. Well, you know, back then, I feel like they would have been like, you know, how women very submissive, probably back in the yeah. early 1900s. They, I, that's awesome. And at times, he would also he blackmail money from the guilty party. You know, I could get down with that. You know, <laughs> like do business, right? Um, and eventually, though, he did get caught and he did get arrested. But the judge ultimately ordered his release and said that due to his psychiatrist saying that he was not 
due to his psychiatrist's feedback and his yeah. disability, he concluded that Marcel was not responsible for his actions and that the doctor said he was suffering from what we would call today as a, you know, from a bipolar disorder. Huh. However, this is why I want to say this again, uh-huh. right? Nowadays, many historians believe that he was feigning mental illness to avoid punishment. So I'm I'm saying that a second time and I'll probably say it again because it it was everywhere that it was very difficult in my in my um in my findings and my yeah. readings, right? It was very difficult really to to discern what was what was actually something that happened that mental stability wise that was actual or something that he made he up. made up because he wanted to avoid getting in trouble, which seems to be probably a lot of yeah, I mean he's super smart. You're that smart that you're reading at a fifth grade level. Yeah. When you're in kindergarten. Oh no, 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 no. You can figure some shit out and you can fake some shit. I'm sorry. It also makes me wonder what else happened in his childhood that I don't know. Or right. or was he truly well, this yeah, well, it, it, you know, going back to his mother, and I don't mean to digress so much, but the mother having been institutionalized, how do we know that it wasn't just because of postpartum depression? I don't know how far apart we don't the 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 brother is yeah. the brothers are, but you got a younger brother. Maybe she had postpartum depression. Maybe that I mean, if a woman looked cross-eyed or. I don't know, couldn't hold her pee and peed on the street. I mean, you're going to be put in an uh, institution. Right. They put women in, in an institution for nothing. Right. So who, so, so again, we don't we know. We don't know. Although I do think, I would like to think that based on what I'm seeing from Marcel, mm-hmm. hopefully they were able to determine or suggest that she truly was mentally unstable but she was literally taken away taken away i know i guess i'm just saying <laughs> but i think even at that do time we know if she's really unstable or if it wasn't just oh we're gonna we put don't her know. in a home because we don't know again postpartum depression or yeah. something that's and i think common. at that time too a spouse could especially a man a husband could have said yes this bitch is crazy lock her up i know right that's so what we, I'm saying. We, we really don't know and 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 these are things that need to be taken into consideration right when you the listener start to judge and make your own decisions, mm-hmm. right? So, and of course, again, Marcel's loved ones were concerned, but I would imagine during this time, there was very few, really no one knew how to handle him. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily him in particular, we are talking about him, but anybody who had these type of mental issues, especially at that time frame, we're still learning. Oh yeah, mental health is something <clears throat> that we're always, you know, discovering Mm-hmm. new symptoms, new, you know, new behaviors. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, that's a, I think back then it was always just hush, hush. And, right. And he's crazy. Stay away. Right. And, and people <laughs> didn't want their business. Yeah. Hell, I mean, I, I'm from a family. My mother didn't want our business. And my mother didn't want anybody in our business. Well, yeah, right? I was taught don't air your yeah. dirty laundry. And that's not a dig. And yeah, no, absolutely. I kind of think that too sometimes. Still, I still yeah. think that. Don't air your damn dirty laundry. Nobody needs to know. Nobody cares. Seek counseling. Have a beer. <laughs> Seek counseling. Nice. <laughs> All right. So Marcel Doctor bounced here. around. 
Dr. Simmons. Yes, thank you. So Marcel bounced around from school to school. Um, he would attend a school, then he'd get expelled. However, you know, this might lead you to think that he never graduated. He did. He actually did graduate from high school with honors, believe it or not, mm-hmm. and decided to attend the University of Medicine in Paris. <clears throat> I think it's very obvious here that there are two Marcels. So there's the criminal Marcel and possibly a psychopath. <laughs> no doubt. Or a criminal that's, you know, a little bit of a psychopath and then a scholar. Mm-hmm. And then I want to say here, who else does this remind me of? Because it reminds me of like. Oh, H.H. Holmes. Yes, it does. 100%. Right. Yeah, it, that's the whole, when I was reading. I just got chills. I did. Yeah. That's who. That's who I thought about. Mm-hmm. Clearly, Holmes had a more disruptive, abusive childhood, and we don't. We can't tell from what happened to Marcel's past and Marcel's past, but um, he just really reminded me of H. H. Holmes. And it's important to mention here that everything that's happening was taking place at the beginning of World War One. So there's it's a it's a not a great time. France needed soldiers, and every man between twenty years old and forty years old could be drafted. So okay, I'll let I'll let you move. Yeah, forward. I was getting ready to yeah, ask, well, but I, I, yeah, I feel like you're going to tell me. Sorry. I'm going right. I'm going right to it. So during World War One in January of 1916, Marcel would have been 19 years old. He did decide to volunteer for the French Army. After his training, he was assigned to the 98th Infantry Regiment. And so why did he want to go to battle when he was too young to be drafted? Sure. And it is, you know, to me, it's a bit of a mystery. Although I think maybe as we continue on the story, there'll be something that comes out that we may be able to say that's probably why he joined. Well, it could have been the piece of him that was trying to be decent. It could be. Or I just want to shoot somebody's brains out. I don't know. Being decent. (laughs) Um, It's a bit of a mystery and it's really a question that's never been answered. I'm going to leave it up to you guys as the listeners uh, to, to, you know, figure it out. Was it because he was patriotic? I doubt it. Was it because he wanted to travel? Um, was it travel. because he, you know, could get, you know, free education? We truly don't know. Um, and and in, a, in 1917, he was wounded by shrapnel. So he had an injury to his foot. It wasn't serious and he would end up recovering. But once he did, he claimed that he was too frightened to go back to the trenches and he wanted to stay at the hospital. So... Yeah. Oh, so the first bullet that was shot, he was like, oh, shit. Shrapnel. There this could be real. I'm going home. <laughs> he was, at this time, by this time, you guys, he was very good at fooling psychiatrists who had concluded that he was suffering from depression, melancholy, and a word that I cannot pronounce. <laughs> and I, <laughs> no, I, 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 I like your honesty. <laughs> And some shit I do not know. I listened to it, but like not before this podcast. So I have no, I'm going to try it. Right. Nor, norasthenia. Norasthenia. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that is anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so unless you're a psychiatrist, you guys probably don't either. I was going to right play these words like, okay, pronounce it like this, pronounce it like this. And then of course this was a couple days ago. Like a dedicate. Oh, before the yeah. poopy incident. Before. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, anyway, he was confined to an asylum for several months. And it was at this time when he was in confinement, when he was in the cuckoo 
now. So <laughs> can I say that? It's okay. Yeah. You're not canceled um, yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> um, he started to exhibit more signs of a mental break. He was sent to several different rest homes um, and he was eventually arrested for stealing because he would, you know, he was a bit of a kleptomaniac. Mm-hmm. So he would steal army blankets, he would steal morphine, wallets, photographs, letters, and pretty much whatever he could find in army supply, whatever he could get his hands on. And he was arrested for this crime. And then he was sent to another psychiatric hospital where he was again diagnosed with various mental disorders. So, so do we know what those mer- various mental disorders are? Really around Just, bipolar. I mean, outside of like... The bipolar the, disorders, which I, I know, I don't it seems see like a him being, yeah, so that's don't, me, here's that the thing, what we, what we don't know is what was a bipolar disorder then? Exactly. Right. No, exactly. We, we don't know. And I couldn't find anything, especially in France, because mm-hmm. there was, I did another podcast where um, we looked at a few of these things, different countries, you know, things are gauged and I'm using the word judge right but they're gauged differently well i just looked up and it is a near as and it's an ill-defined medical condition characterized by lassitude fatigue headache and irritability yeah. personally it just sounds like somebody who's on you know who's pms so it's, it's depression and melancholy yeah That's it's just it like was. what it's it's yeah it's another word for depression or yeah. i'm peeing at pmsing you know, I mean, I'm probably that every day after I get off a conference call. I mean, that's that's <laughs> likely true. That's likely true. I don't know. Is that real? No, well, that's the other... thing. Is like we 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 don't know, and right. there wasn't a lot. Uh, there wasn't a lot that I could tell that would bring back that I could bring back to you guys. It'd be like, oh, well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It was still very hazy and very gray. Well, and I just think. I don't know. It's just, to me, it's vague. It's a vague diagnosis. Diagnosis. It's a vague diagnosis, too. <laughs> diagnosis. <laughs> I've had, I haven't even finished one beer, so nobody she judge. Not. But judge, please judge. I want to see all of your emails judging Chrissy for that. We judge. Yeah, we judge. See, there you go. However, in June of 1918, he was returned to the front line, but three weeks later, he was transferred after allegedly another injury. Um, But after the injury, he healed and was attached to another regiment. So he wasn't able to get out yet, just yet. He didn't want to be there. He didn't want to go back to the trenches, but here he is again. Um, After another diagnosis, of course, with the mental unstability right instability i was gonna say instability his mental issues his mental shit (laughs) and he was discharged and he was considered a veteran so he received all of the pension and benefits from the french army so he was considered a disabled veteran wow yeah so did he get a honorable discharge yeah he was he and i guess really if you think about it he didn't do anything wrong he had mental issues he couldn't help that he was injured twice Mm -hmm. um he didn't want to go back to the front lines he caused a little bit of a ruckus between um inpatient services or whatever but in december of 1921 he received so he left the military and he went to school okay Mm -hmm. so i i left that part out but 
1921, he received his medical doctorate from the University of Paris. He was only 24 years old. Holy shit. So here's where it gets interesting. And I couldn't find a lot of information, but I'm bringing to you what I could find. Um, and it was possible because of Marcel's intelligence. One, we already know he was very smart. Um, and he had taken advantage of the French French law. And really, it was a statute that that's still not very clear from my perspective. Some, some veterans were allowed to become doctors in a shorter time frame than other students. Which might explain why he wanted to join the army anyway, right? Right. So you join the army, you do X amount of time. You're sm- he was already a smart guy. Sure. He got an honorable discharge. He got all of his pension and he went back to school. And in a shorter time frame than anyone else would have to spend in school, he became a doctor. Interesting. So there was some sort of, there's some sort of accelerated coursework that was available to those guys at the time. Accelerated. I don't know that I want my doctor to be accelerated in the fact that we're going to speed read through this text manual on how to take your heart out. So here, (laughs) so here is, well, that would be a surgeon, but so here is just saying, I don't give a shit. So here is doing these types of things. You guys has made me hyper aware of the things that I need to go back and double check and Grey's Anatomy too. Let me just say because <laughs> we're going to compare this to Grey's Anatomy. I don't know why, but I, I've never watched Grey's Anatomy, so I just started watching it. And you did? Yes. Is it good? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, there was Patrick like, Stewart or whatever his oh, name was. You meant McDreamy? McDreamy. How do you know you haven't watched well, because it? Because I do know like he was labeled McDreamy, but I just want to say there was like a meme the other day and it was... Ellen Pompey or whatever her name is, like young. And then it was like first season. And then second season, she was like old as dirt and yeah. like a grandma. They're really, I, I mean, no I offense am, to grandmas. I'm just saying, I am she in, was really old. I think I am, I was binge watching. I was super hungover on Sunday. Oh, so yeah. I let's not even discuss that. So I binge watched. And I think I'm at like, I'm in season two and I've already noticed, I'm like, what the fuck happened to this chick? <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> I'm just saying, I have had. What Several a broken heart, okay? And then do that shit to me. <laughs> Hashtag just saying. <laughs> I can't even right now. I'm sorry. I love that. I love that. I can't even. I'm going to continue on. So <laughs> I'm not because she's going to fuck up what I'm saying with her <laughs> laughing and snorting <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> oh, you did that just. <laughs> Charles, I did it just for you, buddy. <laughs> so her son seems to think, and maybe you all no, no, do. It is there that I like, cannot make, unhear it. I make some noise when I breathe in, and I can't help it. But it's like I don't do that on purpose. So I have to tell you. Um, so my one of my sons listens to the podcast religiously. One gives zero shits about it, but anyway, one listens religiously, and he was like, "Mom, um, I Chrissy makes this sound." I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm listening. I'm, I'm literally three feet from her. I don't hear this sound. So he's, so it takes us several visits, right? Finally, he pulls it up and he's like, here it is. And he played it. And I was like, I don't hear it. He played, he probably played it three or four times. I couldn't hear it. And then I was like, oh my God. He's like, you hear it. Don't you hear it? And I can't unhear it. And I tried now, to all come our back. listeners are going to hear it and they're going to be like, I can't listen to this anymore because no, Christy no, goes, it's, No, because like Charles says, it's adorable. It's cute. Oh, it's love, so whatever. Cute. So, 
So I came back and I'm like, Christy, do you hear it? She's like, I don't fucking hear it. You're retarded. Whatever. <gasps> but now you're canceled. <laughs> but today, six seconds before we started, she did it. And I was like, that's it. And she's like, oh, it's my sinuses. Yeah, that's all I got for you. <laughs> so those of you that hear it, it's my sinus. Anyway. Moving right along. Welcome to Status Macabre. This Thank is what you. we do. Clearly. Chrissy's the little sister. Chrissy's the annoying little sister most of the time, and I'm the bitchy older sister most of the time. That's funny because I'm the older one. You are. I know, but that's technically. But let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Where was he at? So here we go. In conjunction. Oh, good. With his other medical activities, um, he would perform secret and cruel experiments. Frankenstein. Yeah. It's pretty gross. Um, there's a movie that I can't remember the name of right now with a guy, a caterpillar, where he sewed everybody. Oh, yes. It's called Caterpillar? Caterpillar? I have no idea. Like, I don't know. A human, human capital. Human centipede. Human things. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I don't know. This is what reminds, this is what this next piece reminds me of. Clearly, I've never seen that. Not me either. I didn't want to. And yeah. Because you sew the the person behind you, he sewed their mouth to the the butthole of the other person. And it was like, just, yeah. So I don't, I don't, he didn't do that. But this is what this next piece reminds me of. I'm sure he did some really despicable and disgusting things so mm-hmm. but he caught stray cats his his animal of choice Ugh. was cats why do I, why does i know why does everybody pick on a cat i don't know because i wouldn't fuck with a cat they scare me think oh i love a cat i mean those claws though well yeah i anyway so he would capture stray cats and then he'd sew their anuses <gasps> shut Oh my god. He would sew them completely shut. And you guys, I don't have any additional information. I don't know if he, you know, put them to sleep or injected them with anything. Uh let's just say it's the grosses of the gross. Whatever you okay. can imagine being extremely painful. Was it for his pleasure? Mm-hmm. Or was he really like wanting to know what happened? Oh no. He was sick. I- I'm sorry. Are we talking about the same one? Just say- it's it's Marcel. <laughs> AKA Dr. Satan. Did I say that? I don't know if I said that. I'm going to play devil's advocate right this second because, you know, we all have to understand, you know, he was fucking crazy. He was a serial killer. But I mean, I mean, if certain things didn't happen, if certain people didn't take risks or did things we would not know compare this guy let's think about it if you stick i mean the first person to stick a fork in a light socket it's it's like if you natural selection if you had done that nobody would have known hot coffee be careful okay well he knew what sewing an anus shut would do whether it was with how do you know maybe it would have come out the other way i don't okay i'm just i was playing devil's advocate for the sake of playing it you guys, I'll show you know, we're going to have to get cameras because I need you to see the face that I'm making her right now. Because she was like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, you know, there are some some things that you have to do in order from an experimental standpoint. That's all I'm saying. But <laughs> don't look at me like that. <laughs> 
So he would sew their anuses shut, and then he would observe them suffering. Oh, okay. Well, until they, it's not like okay, all right, let let me play devil's advocate for you a second. Right okay, turn. so let's sew this cat's anus. Whatever, a, a possum, a rabbit, a cat, oh, a human, totally whatever. Possums. I hate possums. Sew it shut. But then. Hey, let's see what happens. Okay, that's fair. All right, I'm saying. Okay, let's, let's cut their stitches. All I'm saying is there's been a lot of experiments on animals. In there the have past. been. There have been. And medical science, right? We're talking about medicine and we're talking about yes. science. There have been a ton, like makeup and exactly. foods and Can you cancer. Makeup like, we've on a given, cat? I mean, but we've given <laughs> animals cancer. We've given them AIDS. Exactly. That. That's all in the name of science, all in the name of medicine. That is my point. But Mr. Marcel, did I mean, maybe he's, ex- yeah, okay. He, he maybe would, he's outside the He bounds. would watch the torture. He would watch them until they died. All right. That's fair. And it was said that it wasn't really restricted to animals. Oh, God. Um, in 1922, he decided to leave Paris to go back to the area, um, to go back to the county, the city that he grew up in, and which was Burgundy. And he settled into a small town called Villeneuve sur Yvonne. Oh, good job. Right? I listened to all of these on Sunday. Good, good job. Whatever is resonating, that's what you guys are getting. Good job. <laughs> so this small town already had general practitioners, but it didn't stop him from opening his practice. Again, I think about H.H. H. Holmes when he yep. moved to Chicago and they already had the pharmacist and he opened his own. He was like, screw way. that. I'm going to open yeah. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So um, it didn't take him long to begin attracting the local women. Matter of fact, they preferred his practice, although it's not known hundred percent why well I have a theory is he attractive um i think he looks like a. I mean i think he looks like a serial killer those well that's eyes, only because you know eyes. um i i think probably at that time women would have considered him attractive like okay. he wasn't um but he may have had a good bedside manner women possibly. like that you possibly. know well yeah and he he was very Again, I don't know why I keep comparing him to H. Two Faced. Two Faced, right? He yeah. had he could he could be who he wanted to be to get what he wanted. Mm-hmm. So some specialists hypothesized that Marcel was performing abortions in exchange for large sums of money. Oh. So, yikes! Um, and I think that would that would do it. Like, why was he so popular with the women? Because abortions were illegal in France until 1975. So he was performing illegal abortions for under the table, large oh. sums of money. And hey, I, do whatever you want to do. I'm just saying mm-hmm. it was illegal. Right. And that's why he was fancied. 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 And the two other practitioners were likely not doing it. Right. They were a little older. Well, and they're probably... I mean, he was 24 when he got started. Oh. <laughs> so, well, that's... Yeah. He's going to do whatever... He's whatever do brings whatever in the he can do yeah. to bring in these, yeah. you know, the money. And, of course, this means that the other practitioners were losing patience. Um, and that did not make him likable between the other general practitioners in this town. But for the most part, people in general, they did like him. He seemed to, you know, he seemed to be a likable guy and was named the doctor of the poor people. His consultants were, his consultations were free to, to poor people. 
Oh, well, I mean, that's somewhat admirable. Well, you would think so. But, I, you know, he's someone that I would say he does everything for a reason. Oh, yeah. And what's that reason? H.H. Holmes. Thank you. Yeah. No, very much. Do you see it too? Oh, no. There's a very, no, there's a very strong parallel. Yes. I didn't realize how closely they were. Yeah. I didn't realize it. Yeah. Very much. And I want to mention here that uh, Marcel was not a charitable man, nor was he a philanthropist, but he was not stupid and he understood how a lucrative business worked. For him, medicine was a great way to earn large sums of cash. Um, so he adopted the nice, very sincere sounding doctor act. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, bedside manner. What can I do for you? How can I help? Did he do it in that sexy voice? Uh, well, I mean, if you think this is sexy, <laughs> call 1 900. <laughs> do they even have those anymore? <laughs> I, don't even I don't know. I remember the the, the psychic hotline. Yeah. Dion Warwick? Dion Warwick? Wait, what was it? Dion? No. Uh, which was the. <laughs> Which was the Dion? Wasn't there a Dion? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But I know you're talking about you have blonde hair. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, mm. moving right along. So strange things did begin to happen. Marcel, like I said earlier, was a kleptomaniac. And he would steal from from his own patients. And that tracks. <laughs> right? Which I mean. So at that time. Um, and I don't know that they, that they do this anymore, but he would make house calls. I would love, I would pay, I would pay whatever it cost to have a doctor. doctor. Oh, but all day, every day. I don't know. I feel like I'd have to make sure my house was clean. Nope. I'm nope. sick of shit. I'm well, clean. Well, here's the thing. That, that's fair. But if you're, if you're thinking about, well, you have kids, so maybe a little bit more. But for me, once, maybe twice a year, whatever it is, I would pay it. Come well, you knew to my you've house. Got Zoom, you've got Zoom doctor appointments now. That I did not know. Oh, well. Well, but, the, but no, you, well, because every time I go, I have to get, there's got to be blood or something. So that's, yeah, blood work. I usually have to get blood work, not because there's, <laughs> shut up, Christy. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> she said, every time I go, there's blood involved. <laughs> I didn't, She's like, what are you, a child? I know, I'm just confused. (laughs) Anyway. So um, if he had to make a house call, he (laughs) most likely would take something from the house that he visited. Oh, and then like slip it in his pocket. Yeah, he'd take it, he'd put it in his briefcase or whatever those medical bags were. And then he would take it back to his office or he'd take it back to his home and he'd put it on display. Nice. He wouldn't even hide it. And oftentimes, patients would find their missing items in his possession. They'd come back for an appointment or they'd go to his office and they'd say, you know, hey, what? Uh, hey, I had one just like that. Like, oh, wait, 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 it's gone. It's gone. I haven't <laughs> seen it since you came by, right? So, and also right around this time, there were three women as, you know, there were three w- women that would disappear. So they were Louise, Germaine, and Suzanne. So let's talk about Louise. Louise was 24 years old and she worked for Marcel as a domestic. So I had to Google that because I didn't know what working as a domestic meant. You mean like house worker person? Yes, it was. uh, She ran the home. She would run the home, but she would also... If there were children involved in, in a wife, like she nanny. would run, yeah. you know, the family. Yeah. So a nanny. Yeah. Like you said, right. Um, so 
her and Marcel were having an affair. No. And I know, say it ain't so, right? So she ends up pregnant and she she tells Marcel, um, don't do that. So she tells him that she's pregnant and, you know, the baby's yours. And a week later, she ends up missing. Oh, that's not a coincidence at all. So here's what, and, I, and here's what is astonishing to me. So she goes missing. Nobody can find her. Marcel tells everyone that she meets a man and she goes to Paris with him. Oh, I mean, that's, I mean, again, again people back then, there's no, I guess it's hard to trace people. You know, right? so I mean, but that's then also feasible. think about like what's that's happening feasible. where you know be- between World War One yeah. and World War Two, or in France, and it's it's a it's a shit show. Yeah, and um, you know, so sometime later they find a beheaded body that was found in a canal very you know close to where Marcel lived. Ugh. Um, and there's. You know, they, they there's little to suggest that there was a connection between this body and Luis, but it's very likely it was ne- he was never convicted. The body was never identified as this missing woman, Luis. But... What was it close? Oh, okay, so it's close to a nearby canal. So yeah, uh, it was close, okay. and the speculation is that it was her. That it was her. Gotcha. Yeah. So. Um, then Germaine replaces Louise, and then Suzanne replaces Louise. So the same story kind of re- oh, repeats. Oh, so he has affairs with them, and right. they're pregnant, and they then he suffer kills the them. same fate. Holy crap! So maybe you know, not have sex. So no, <laughs> or get some lamb skin. No one sees something. Either that, one of them. Wrap that know, shit like, up. Oh, like, do they have like condoms back then? I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. Now I'm going to have to Google when were so, condoms yeah, invented. you do that. So he's got, clearly he's got no remorse for his victims, but he was never really, he was never convicted or even charged um, for the murders of these women. Well, and that's really sad because, you know, I guess were they found in the same place? That, that I... I didn't. I mean, like location. Yeah, you know what I mean. I didn't. So, well, I'm sorry, but in 1839, inventor Charles Goodyear, which sounds like a tire guy, he discovered rubber vulcanization, the technology of which led to the creation of the first rubber condoms in 1855. Okay, how many people today don't use condoms? Given that they were the thickness of a bicycle inner tube and had to be custom fitted, they were a little more than cumbersome. Can you imagine putting like a balloon on your penis? I don't have I one, got, so I cannot imagine. I know, but can you just <laughs> imagine? She's like, can I know you, you don't wait. Just imagine what it would feel like. Is it in? Is it in? I can't feel it. Yeah, you could definitely feel that, Chrissy. No. Just FYI. Being the guy. Oh. You can't feel through an inner tube. So so then there you go. No wonder everybody was pregnant in the 1800s. (laughs) Having sex with an inner tube. (laughs) Anyway. So, you know, Marcel really enjoys power. He's smart. He feels like, you know, he's a powerful person. And he finds himself wanting more. He is, you know, he's enjoying the attention that he's receiving from the community. You know, his practice is doing well. And he decides that he wants to take a step at politics. 
Oh, that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> so he decides to become a town councilor and is later on elected as the mayor in 1926. Oh, damn. Of this place where you're yep. living to add whatever place Bergen. Let's just say Burgundy. Okay. Because um, France seems to have very long, drawn-out names for things, mm-hmm. you know, like little towns and, and cities. And mm-hmm. so Burgundy yep. is where I think he's at right now. Okay. Sounds good. <clears throat> so several months after he becomes the mayor, after he's elected, um, he marries a woman named Georgette, and they have a son. Oh. Yeah. So not much is known about their home life together, but Georgette does claim later on that Marcel was always a good father, which, of course. Of course, thing. because he's got some, you know, there's a new face. Right. So Marcel is taking off to Paris very frequently with his father-in-law, which is Georgette. Georgette's dad and they're spending a lot of time in brothels and of course they're discussing brothels they're going to brothels because it was okay then well it was I, it maybe was it was guys not stuff. as obscure as it is now like it, we don't have brothels but like what like where's it reno you can sleep with a prostitute and it's legal or vegas uh, is it yeah sex workers are legal in several okay. states wherever right yeah. it's legal but at that time, mm-hmm. I think it was something that guys did. Well, yeah, I was going to say, it's the it guy thing. It's yeah. like, you know, during the Civil War, um, after, you know, the barbecue, the cookout, um, all the men are going to go into the study and, and discuss or drink brandy. And talk about whatever. Drink brandy and smoke cigars while the women, you bitches, go take a nap. So... <laughs> <laughs> so it was said that clearly he wasn't get you know his sexual needs were not being met by Georgette. So well, he of course would hang out married. with Georgette's dad and <laughs> and and go to a brothel and talk about politics. Uh, yeah, whatever works out for you. Whatever, God help us. Whatever floats your boat. Whatever right. blows up your skirt. <laughs> I like it. I like that one too. So overall, still the people really do like Marcel, and he tended. And and they tended to ignore the darker sides of his personality, which allowed him to take a little more advantage of his power. So let's talk a little bit about what he does as mayor. So he just, he's a weird bird. So he destroys a decades-old cross <gasps> that's in the city. He just destroys it. For no reason. Yeah. That's fucked up. He wasn't Excuse religious. Me. It was actually said that he hated religion. He starts to steal money from the city councils or the city hall's bank account which was completely irrational because he was making i was gonna say he's a freaking doctor he's making plenty of money with his you know um under the table abortions that he was doing yeah no doubt um then a truly scandalous stories break a story breaks so the wife of the owner of one of the local dairy farms was found dead in a fire and the fire was supposedly deliberately set so this murder was witnessed by a local man and he said that as far as he's concerned he knew perfectly well that marcel was responsible um his name is fresco and he was very scared of marcel and he began to meet with the police secretly Mm -hmm. however the police were also they were also fearful fearful of marcel so marcel and georgette's dad you know his father-in-law he was very heavily into politics so it was said that he had some connections right right and so people people were a little nervous around him um 
<clears throat> they also did not want to help Fresco. So the local police were scared enough that they did not want to assist him. Um, and so Fresco decides to go and see a bailiff, a local bailiff, and tries to get assistance that way. Everyone was really trying to be discreet, but somehow Marcel found out that there was an investigation um, that was focused on him. And so one afternoon, Fresco goes to see Marcel because he's not feeling well. And of course, we're assuming that none of the other general practitioners were. I was going to say that's convenient. Right. So Marcel gets his chance and he kills him with an injection of poison. Yeah, that tracks. <clears throat> totally. Yeah. So now people are really starting to ask questions. So in 1931, he was suspended from duty after it was determined that he was misappropriating pensions that were intended for patients. So the whole time he's being a doctor, he's also the mayor. Yeah. That's interesting. Like yeah. How do, you, how do you juggle state work? With, well, I say state, but you know, yeah. wherever, province, whatever, county, county. I don't know what they call it. Right. So, yeah. With doctor work, which is interesting. I'm not sure. Hmm. But despite all of this, he was elected general counsel of the region. So maybe it's a region. Well, yeah. um, He's so 34 years even old. after that. Yeah. So I don't know. I got the sense that um, his that he was liked, mm -hmm. sort of, but he was also feared. Uh, well, so people started, some people were th kind of putting things together and some people were still kind of maybe not paying attention right maybe mm -hmm. like whatever this is a likable guy whatever all but for him right um <clears throat> so he moves on to general counsel and of course another mayor has to come in and take over whatever he did so the new mayor is analyzing the accounts left by marcel marcel and he finds that Marcel illegally disconnected his house from the meter in order to avoid paying electric bills. So this, oh, yeah. Nice. So there was definitely some illegal activity, activity clearly, yeah. right? This was too much. Um, and the doctor lost his place on the general council and his political career um, is over even in his father-in-law's influential, even his father-in-law's influential friends could not help him. And he and his wife decide it's too much. There's too much going on. They leave the area and they go to Paris. And it's 1933. He opens up a new practice and starts to bring in money. And he attracts potential patients by composing leaflets and advertising regarding his practice. He prints them out and he decides to distribute them on the streets. So he's just a general practitioner. Yeah, he's okay. just a GP. Okay. He's okay. not... It's not like he's specializing in something. Right. He's not a surgeon, um, you know, like we would have specialized today. He's yeah, a yeah, yeah. general practitioner. Okay. So he claims to have been a former medicine resident in the psychiatric hospitals of Paris, which was a lie. So the truth that was... motherfucker was a patient. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> the truth was that Marcel had been institutionalized several times, which we all know. Um, and he also pretended to have sophisticated machines and methods to treat cancer and other neurological disorders, as well as ulcers. I like how he's like, oh, yeah, no, I was yeah. a resident, but um, I was, I'm, I'm going to take first-hand knowledge and uh, apply it based off of what they did to me. 
he even he even claims that he can treat sexually transmitted diseases such as syphilis despite having been one of the most brilliant students in the university he was also very comparable to a quack oh really yeah, <clears throat> yeah. so are people actually buying into his crap well i think or... right now they are because he's moved like oh moved okay so Paris, like a new so place new. yeah right um, and over the next few months, his reputation grows and he gains patients, um, trust and they start, you know, coming to his office and along with his legal activities, Marcel begins to form abortions as well as writing cocaine and morphine prescriptions for patients who are addicted. Oh, so he okay. is performing legal activities, but he's also doing the illegal abortions and he's prescribing cocaine and morphine. Wait, so people who are addicted to morphine and cocaine, they're going to him saying, I'm addicted, write me a prescription. Well, I don't know what they're saying because, um, but I mean, what's he's cocaine, giving them. Was cocaine legal back then? Well, in France, I don't know. Oh, yeah. There yeah. You go. So, like okay. here, I don't think it was illegal. I mean, clearly not here, here. In, in the United States, but in France, I'm, I'm not sure. Interesting. So later he was caught and he was judged for his unorthodox methods. So he decides to get rid of the two informers who had received morphine from him. And nothing really could be said against him about, you know, about what he had done. Even if nobody knows for sure, we can all guess that he had them killed or he killed them right. himself. And again, we, we don't know, but I think we can all surmise that he was in a he was in a bind. He was in a pickle. <laughs> a pickle. And he was like, you got to go. Yeah. Sorry. Deuces. So in 1936, his kleptomania was extremely strong. And he stole a book from a bookshop on St. Michael, Michael Avenue. And, you know, and he tried to escape the police, police which was great. He, he steals a book? a book and he runs and he tries to escape the police. Well, you know what? It's so crazy. It's like, I guess the kleptomania... What is, is with that? I mean, well, because it, it's it's a high. It's a high. It's somebody it's it's very much a high. I get high from working really hard every day. I know. Um, anyway. <laughs> um but no, I mean that is the high. It's you know, in between kills, in between something. It's like somebody addicted to a really hard drug. Well, I can't get to that. So in between, I'm gonna do, I don't know, smoke marijuana, I'm gonna take a bunch of Tylenol. I don't, I mean, I don't know what so, you would use as a substitute, but that is 100% what that's got to be. So when you think about people that are this smart, right? Mm -hmm. um, maybe their life is fucking boring, right? Maybe abortions is, is not exciting to him or the political side of things. Well, He's to, got to do all of these illegal things. Well, because it's like, again, it's yeah, a like rush. High, right? It's an adrenaline rush. And I'm sorry, but like an abortion, that's just a medical, you know. Well, uh, it is now. It it is. No, but even back then, I feel like it's just a medical procedure. It is that, a medical procedure. That, but that was not, it may not have been illegal, but what kind of rush is they going to get out of that? Because Think it's work-related. women died back then? Oh, no, I have no people. doubt. But it wasn't until after the fact. It's not until they go home, they're in, you get right. infected. Yeah, yeah. You know, he may never know that so-and-so died. So I don't know that it was necessarily that was a adrenaline rush by any means. It's something that could be 
it's it's in the now. I need to do it now. And I can steal a book. I can steal. And I can run. And I can run. Exactly. That's, it's funny, but that absolutely goes to show he, he lives on the edge, you know, at least proves that he lives on the edge. Right. And we're going to see how close to the edge that he gets. Right. So he decides to retain one of the most, well, the most expensive attorney in Paris. And for stealing a book. Yeah. For Well, for running. I know. It just kills me. Yeah. But I mean, come on. It's still theft. No, agree. It's a car. It doesn't matter. Yes. That's just theft. theft. Agreed. Um, And things to him, you know, you know, he was, and, and thanks to this attorney, he was not considered responsible for his acts of theft. And he walked out of the courthouse a free man. So he had all of his diagnosis. Right, from his oh, mental. of course. Yeah. So he, course. he has all of these things. And this Here's is my medical papers right. with all the diagnoses of, you know, mental illness. And so... Right, and, and that a, excuses you. Yeah, and a, and a professor, a professor of psychiatry examined him, and you know, basically aligned with all of the diagnosis that had been given before. Like he clearly had something wrong with him, what, no doubt. And it got him off the hook again. But the the most recent professor who examined him was very worried and feared that Marcel was not going to stop. He understood that this patient was playing a very clever game. Um, he and it was it wasn't totally irrational, and was the third time in his life that Marcel was given a diagnosis of being, you know, mentally unstable. Yeah. So it sounds like there are doctors out there that absolutely understand that he is right not right in the head well and nowadays doctors have a little more power i mean a doctor should have one of us committed but it's also you know this is also not the first time that a psychiatrist has come to his aid whether it was intentional or not or Mm -hmm. not and has gotten him out of prison right so he spent no time in jail or prison for this that's well i mean it is a book i'm gonna say but in your in 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 your point though being that he ran from the police you know that's that's absolutely i again i think it's living on the edge let's see what i can get away with and you know i think he's clearly got some issues he's got a ton of issues he's got a ton of issues and he's got no remorse he's power hungry right he has no empathy he um but what i don't understand here's the here's what i don't understand He's not gaining anything outside of right sat- personal satisfaction. Like, that's yeah, it. But, but he's not gaining is. money. He's like, so that's so. So this to me is he's all like he's all mm-hmm. mental. He's it's to feel that high. It's just like a drug addict, right? Wrong, you know, somebody, different. Right? It is what it is. And yeah. There's no judgment here. I mean, I'm I'm completely fine with saying you are who you are. You might be x but that's who you are and this is who he was he was just you know someone who liked power and someone who enjoyed killing people that's sick yeah so this is where we're gonna stop oh yeah we're gonna stop right now oh that sucks i was kind of i was kind of expecting 
you know, some more gruesome stuff. I've got a ton of stuff. Although I will say in terms of, you know, how gory and gruesome, this one is the least amount of gruesome details, Mm -hmm. right? There's not like a psychological crazy. Because, because it's, it was very difficult for the police to determine how he killed. Right. Right. So, um, Anyway, so we're we're gonna wrap for today, but in just a couple of days because it's midweek, right? We will finish this, and it'll be posted on Sunday. Yeah, so we're gonna you guys will get a back to back. It's not really a back to back considering that we're late, but you know it won't be too much longer that you get to listen yeah. to episode. Two. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I don't, I don't, I I did want to end by saying I don't know if everybody saw. Um, Bill Cosby is out. He was released from prison. I heard about that, but I didn't know that he was actually released. He was. He was released. On, I mean, the guy is ninety something year old. Years old. I is he eighty? Well, he's old as dirt. Old as dirt. And I don't know what the technicality was, but there was something that was overturned, and um, they let him out of prison. It's awesome and crazy at the same time because, you know, you have lawyers that are paid a crap ton of money and it it was like immediately it seemed like this was, okay, something was overturned. We're going to immediately let him out. Whereas you have other people who don't have the means and the funds that something is overturned and they sit in prison for I don't know how long. So it's kind of crazy that... You know, money does get you somewhere, which is really awesome and sad at the same time. Right. Because if I had money, I'd be like, oh, it's awesome. I have money, but I don't. So I'm like, oh, this sucks. So you might sit in jail for years because you gave some people's purple pill to pretty molest them. And yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm just saying. Anyway, so I did find that interesting news. Um, And I wanted to share. I don't know if anybody saw that. So. Um, I did see. We it, might I touch kinda, on that case. Yeah, I'm kind of like in the near future. Bill Cosby. God, like I'm uh, next. I, yeah, it's crazy though. <laughs> right? It's crazy. You don't see Bill Cosby reruns anymore, and I love the Cosby Show. I never watched the Cosby. What is wrong? We don't tell me you were not allowed to watch it. I don't recall. Actually. Oh my! I, I know we didn't, but I can't remember why. Oh my! I. I got nothing for you. I'll give you a recap. But anyway, so yeah. Um, all right, guys. Well, that's it. That's all. That's all we have for today. And um, stay tuned for Sunday. Yeah, we will post on Sunday for show. We are going to post on Sunday. For yes. sure. Might be a little bit later. I will but. drag her out of the bed. Or I was going to say, right, like, right. why okay. is the bed? What's okay. going on? I was going to say, so two, this is two weeks in a row we've been late. So the last, I know. Yeah. One was we will your not fault. Be, yeah. One was my fault, but it really kind of turned out to be your fault. So yeah. technically, yeah, I will take onus getting her here to record. We will record on Sunday. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good night. Have Thank a you great so much. rest of your we week. Love you. We do. We love you. We want to hear from you at Status Macabre. 
and face that's Facebook and it's all status macabre. Google I was going to say it's just all status macabre. Does it matter? <laughs> all right, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.